guest today the lovely Janika from Just You podcast and she's also a do listener from way back hello I am I feel so honored and so lucky to be a guest on this podcast thank you for having me I'm super excited oh well our pleasure and we want to really talk about what you're doing and where you've been and what you're all about um so the reasons why I wanted to get you on and Tracy wanted to get you on is because we've obviously known you for a little while now um you reached out with a, with an email that we'll talk more about later on in this interview mm. um and because you've started your own podcast and I, so I for all those reasons and your beautiful Instagram account, which I will link to in the show notes as well. Thank you. Which we'll get to. So you are doing all kinds of good shit in the spirituality lane and we wanted to just get in there and pick some of those little cookies out for our listeners. Yeah, totally. I feel like I fangirled my way into the group. I was like a listener, a dear listener for the longest time and I was listening in chronological order for everyone listening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that also does that and yeah sent an email through with a bit of a ghoul story and then just mm-hmm. yeah slowly worked my way in joined the patreon and then yeah just, you're also in our patreon in, yeah welcome to you could world. do it you could do a like a um you could sell or market a how to get on your favorite podcast totally yes <laughs> Step-by-step guide, how to get on your favourite podcast. First, you've got to do this. Then you've got to send a story that they read out. And then you've got to join their Patreon. And then you've got to, like, continue (laughs) to email them. And then, (laughs) yep, turn up to the meetings and, yeah, ask the questions. Be awesome. Yeah, be awesome. (laughs) One of the questions that you ask uh, the people that you interview on your podcast, which I love at the very start, is you get them to introduce themselves in their own words. Um, and they get to start sharing their own story. So I would love to get you to do that on our podcast. Can you please introduce yourself in your own words? Oh, how fun. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, my name is Janika and I am um, a woman that lives on the Sunshine Coast at the moment and I'm kind of from all over the spot. I'm born in the US but raised in Australia by a mixed race uh, parents and it's been a blast I've just moved back to Australia from falling in love with a Canadian and having a Canadian family so I feel like (laughs) I'm in all parts of the world but back in Australia now and uh, what I do is I like to call myself a storyteller guide and it's kind of a term that I've coined because I'm going in this new direction with my professional work uh, so it'll hopefully make a little bit more sense as I go into it but I have been working in PR and marketing for around a decade now and started, you know, going through the motions of the corporate jobs. And I worked for clients like Netflix and eBay and Microsoft and did some incredible activations and marketing, um, basically all around that sort of field of marketing and PR. Activations? Can I interrupt? Can you um, define that term (laughs) for those not in the industry? (laughs) The the marketing chat, yeah. Um, So activations are just essentially 
live scale um, pieces of content that people can interact with. So, Ooh, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's basically just getting your brand out there, your name out there um, uh-huh. and getting people talking about it. So an yeah. example would be for eBay one year, we did at Christmas time, these eBay shoppable windows. And in Ooh. the middle of Sydney city, we had live people in shoppable windows that you could go and use QR codes and, and buy things that were in each curated window. So yeah, Cute. it's just like a way that you can get people talking about your brand and interacting with you. But yeah, I suppose cool. that is a little bit of jargon, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it means something very different in my world. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's my background. That's what I do. And I'm sure we'll kind of dive into what I'm leaning into a little more these days, but I'm all about storytelling and finding your voice and using your expression. And I've been currently creating space that encourages people to really step into their power of their own stories and understand that their life story holds weight and it's important to focus on. And yeah, basically what that looks like at the moment is I'm a podcast host where I interview different storytellers on how they stepped into their own power of storytelling. And then I also create content at the moment around storytelling. So that's me in a jiffy. Love it. Thank yeah. you so much. And just so well spoken. Cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. I've got my, uh, I'm sitting cross-legged on my chair and I feel like I'm just chatting to some friends. So it's it's coming off the exactly. tongue really easy and casual today. Good. Yeah. Good. Exactly Good. what it is. Yeah. I'm being pumped for this. Mm-hmm. So. Turns out we're friends. Turns yeah. out we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> so um can you just help our listeners and the other Tospies out there just like yourself describe um your relationship uh with spirituality and just how through I don't know how old you are exactly I think I do know but I've forgotten but how how <laughs> spirituality has has traveled with you along along your life journey yeah yeah so I'm just recently entered into the field of the 30s so I'm, I'm young and I my relationship with spirituality has really shifted and changes changed throughout my life. And I was thinking about this today and how I wanted to kind of answer this question because um, I was at, I was actually at a funeral this morning and I was at a Catholic funeral and they were talking from a religious standpoint on, on you know, what happens when you die. And, and, and it was quite, quite full on, but I grew up in a Catholic household. I suppose you'd say I went to like an all girl Catholic school and um, I grew up with more of a Catholic family, although they weren't extremely Catholic. Definitely grew up went going to church and, you know, understanding the hymns and the verses and getting baptised and all of that jazz. And while I was in school, I really struggled with my identity with spirituality because I asked questions a lot. So mm. in religion, I would always question, well, how do you know that? And and, you know, are you sure that it happened like that? And what do you mean the world flooded and they got two of every animal? Like I just had a lot of questions. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I sort of started to pull away from the traditional sense of religion and um, went on to live my life in my 20s and, and had a ball. And it's not until the later half of my 20s where I started to, you know, I found the love of my life and I became a mum of two that it really circled me back to more of a spiritual stance. And I, I, as I've moved back to Australia, like I'd mentioned, I, um, I've been going through a lot of my old 
bookshelves and my old things that I had that mum had kept for me. Mm. And it's so strange, ladies, like I'm finding, you know, Oracle decks that I bought when I was 13. I have <laughs> no idea that I even knew what that was. And, <laughs> and like, you know, the A New Earth book, you know, I, I mm. bought that when I was 12 and I had no idea what that even was and tried to read it and couldn't understand the first couple of chapters and put it away. Mm. But I'm finding now that I've had this link with spirituality that I keep sort of circling back to and it just looks different for me every time I go back. So currently where my spirituality lays is pretty centred on with what you talk about a lot in this podcast and, you know, creating space for ritual and and I definitely align with a lot of the the pieces that you talk about on this podcast and also on Turns Out She's a Witch and so yeah I think it's just growing Tracy I think it's just ever-changing but I definitely feel like I've I've I left religion and then I circled back in a more of a, a spirituality sense rather than a, a um, organized religion sense mm-hmm. and do you uh do you share your spirituality with others I do in mostly in person. So if you get me talking about it, I won't shut up about it. <laughs> um, but I've lo- I have learned, and I am getting better at really dialing in to see you know who's open to talking about that, and not just bombarding them with all this exciting stuff that I feel like I'm discovering again. Um, like you know, I've recently just sort of found my stride in meditation, and I'm having all these pretty incredible experiences and I'm wanting to talk about it and my husband's like my right hand man and he'll listen to it all day long and is really supportive and along the journey of his own simultaneously as I am so that's been really nice but um you know trying to discuss some of these things with people that may not be ready to hear it has been a really good learning curve for me in terms of storytelling and realizing that maybe not everybody's ready to hear a certain story at a certain time so Mm. that's definitely been something that I've been learning about this year Mm. and maybe your story is not ready to tell fully yet yeah exactly maybe it's developing or you know I think also you start going down the path of thinking your story has this particular plot and then you realize in hindsight (laughs) that the plot has changed plot twist (laughs) plot twist yeah so we wear netball shoes over here because of all of the the pivoting and the twisting pivot pivot. totally yeah and I love thinking about the audience for stories sometimes it's for you to do something with and grow from and learn from and yeah I love that that's one of the things that I love about your podcast as well. Um, it's not just books, although there is books and there, there are authors and whatnot, but I love the general sense of the word, that you, how you describe so beautifully all the different stories that we do have. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody's a storyteller and has different mm. ways that they express it depending on the story that they want to they wanna get through. And it's it goes back to like my marketing background with, strategy yeah your story that you have sometimes every type of expression isn't the right method to do it and so you Mm. have to really think about and be mindful about the best way to get it across so interesting with your background and what you're doing it would be incredibly valuable the way that you see things and yeah interesting so foreign to someone like myself and my background yeah 
well, I mean, when I hear about you talking about your stuff, I think the same thing. I'm like, it's amazing what you do. It's like you're an alien. 100%. Yeah. I prefer superhero. Yeah, superhero. I like superhero too. I have friends in the same field as you, Lara, and I always think you guys are pretty special. So, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to reframe that whole thing in my head, actually. But anyway. (laughs) Another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing some lovely pieces of work for... Um, healthcare we're tangenting already healthcare workers and how to support them and how how they view what they do and looking and really leaning into what why it is what their motivations are and how they view it and what's really happening and how you can become more resourceful in doing what you're doing simply by looking at it at a slightly different way yeah Um, it's like assessing assessing their story they're assessing their story in their own career yeah yeah exactly um right there was one other thing that you mentioned on that before I move on to my actual question I loved how you touched on when you were reflecting on your own spirituality journey and when you were younger you um were buying oracle decks and cards and then you sort of semi forget about them you come back to them years later I've had such a similar experience where I felt as though I really was much more in touch with who I was when I was younger and I had bought books and I'd I'd done things and just felt my way through them and then you sort of well I sort of you know forgot about it or got distracted with life and it's not until later you look back and you go I really was just you know following what I felt to be feeling good and not questioning it but just doing it and then it's only when you look back and go that was a bit odd Yeah, I knew my shit back then and I didn't even know I knew my shit back then. Like I knew I was interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you were you've been ready since then. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask you what you thought Mm. about Mm. that when you find because yeah, I found, you know, Oracle decks and books that I've now gone, oh, I'd be interested to read that. Oh, hang on, it's already on the bookshelf. Like that's just amazing strange synchronicity there. Mm-hmm. I, I have this. so many duplicates of books. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. this sort of realization that knowing that it's always been there all yeah. along. Yeah, kind of feels nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to ask you do you have any sort of aha moments, big or small, that completely surprised you or knocked your socks off when you did follow the breadcrumbs or signs, um, so to speak, that you can share with us? Yeah, sure. I, my spirit guides like to talk to me in numbers I don't know they're obsessed with the number synchronicities and I'm like <laughs> show me a different sign guys or change it up for me sometimes but I feel like I'm always getting the numbers but I thought of one that would be really good to share um so the way I met my husband was pretty interesting we and I don't <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this story or not but no it's not ringing any bells yeah we um so we met in Sydney and he was actually a bartender at a, at a, at a bar I was visiting on the Sunday. And, oh. um, yeah, and I don't know what came over me, but I got the confidence to give him my number yeah. and um, maybe a couple of rosés to get the confidence, I don't know, but I <laughs> gave him my number. And, um, and basically we went on three really amazing dates and then on the fourth date he stood me up and I was like, oh, no, like, you know, he's Canadian, maybe he was just backpacking and I'll never see him again and I thought we had a very strong connection and it had turned out that he'd gotten into an accident and he um yeah he'd actually dove into a wave and broke his neck and 
So I got a text from, I now know it was his housemate on his phone saying, hey, I can't come to the date today. I'm in the, ho- I'm getting airlifted to the hospital. I'm in intensive care. Um, and so I had this moment where I was like, oh God, I'm going to be that freak at his bedside when he wakes up from intensive care. <laughs> it's going to be like, hi, it's me. We went on a couple of dates, remember? And we're meant to have another date. <laughs> yeah, we're meant to have another date. I'm waiting. Hello. Um, but I decided to just go and I went and we had, you know, he recovered fully and we had two weeks in hospital before he was going to be whisked back to Canada. Wow. And it was really special for us because we were able to just connect and share stories with each other and really. And he couldn't move anyway. He couldn't leave. He was stuck. (laughs) I knew exactly where he was. (laughs) And he was thinking, oh, hang on, my prospects have probably gone down now. I might have to really hang on to this one. (laughs) And so, yeah, we got to know each other really well. And then um, he, he went back to Canada and we tried to do long distance and it didn't really work. And then it got to this point where I was able to make a decision whether or not I was going to move over there and give it a shot. And I was in my mid twenties. So I was like, well, you know, I'll just do a work visa. If it works, it works. If not, it's a good story kind of thing. <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> just moved my life to Canada. Um, Some life yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I ended up asking, it was maybe the first time that I could recall, like really asking for a sign and, which was strange for me at that point. I had I hadn't really turned inward in a while, like it hadn't been since I'd really left school that I'd considered that there was. I think when you're in your early twenties, you're just so busy mm. getting your degree and living your life or doing whatever, working and finding your friends and your people that you don't really yeah. focus too much inward. But I um I asked for a sign and the I got two really strong ones. So the first one was um. I'd come out of my house. I lived in Bondi, so it was always a bit of a party in the street. But some, <laughs> someone had lined up Canadian clubs in front of my front door. So I opened the door and I had rattles of Canadian clubs. Wow. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and then I need a sign of your sign, guys. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's loud. <laughs> that was a loud one, yeah. And then the second one was... I was driving over the Sydney Harbour Bridge and I thought to myself, wow, it's such a pretty day. We live in such a beautiful spot. Do I really want to leave? And I looked to the left. I had that intuition feeling to look up to the left and there was a huge, I think it must have been like the Canadian embassy or a bit, basically <laughs> a huge Canada flag on a building in Sydney City. And wow, like, oh, okay, like that's really clear. So. <laughs> I went and it ended up being one of the best things I did for myself and found the love of my life. So mm. that was definitely two big signs. If we're not talking just numbers and synchronicities and birds, they like to send me birds too. But yeah, um, those were two pretty special ones that changed my life, changed my story. Amazing. Did you tell him those? Oh, yeah. Did you yep. just like, I made, I made up my mind because of the Canadian club cans and the flag. Here I, I am. Yeah, here I am. I might have I might have hid my secret mystic self until I got there. I might have I, I don't recall if I told it straight away. I yeah, love we it. keep we keep that mystic. hidden until the like mystic. Yeah, until there's some kind of level of commitment where we've like secured them. Yeah. You kind of you try not to let that bit out. Yeah, I definitely did tell him that now. He knows that story now and he gets his own little signs and things now. So oh, I yeah. love that. 
When I first met my husband, I didn't like him. Like I wasn't attracted to him at all. And and I used to call him my stalker. I hate when you say it like that. Honestly, Tracy. But when I actually started opening up to him, I would actually have to wear, I used to wear head wraps a lot because I could not keep my shit together, like literally with, with spirit. And and I had no business going out on the weekend, experimenting with all the wonderful things that I experimented with at that stage of my life, <laughs> being a spiritual person and doing that at the same time. It fraught with you just not a good situation. So I would wear a head wrap all the time when I was with him. And yeah. it was just like part of my uniform. And he's just like, oh, I don't really see girls wear head wraps. And and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just it's my just thing. Style. It's just my style. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really like, shut it down and shut it up. And like, oh, it's my tin God. foil under that. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty Crystals much. shoved in the ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey. So in your podcast, um, you really do explore the power and the effect of storytelling um, and wisdom sharing from those stories, I guess. So. When you think about your own life stories, like we were just talking about before, um, and the lessons that you might have learned from now looking back on your stories, what what has learning them felt like? You know, what has coming full circle and just going, okay, that is my story, and this is the message of my story. This is what I learned from my story, and I hope someone else can learn what from it. What, yeah. what are your What are your things? Yeah, I think my takeaways at the moment as, you know, my early 30s, still hopefully growing my stories. But the ones that ring out for me, there's a couple. So uh, one of the main takeaways is freedom. Um, and in in freedom, I find I keep circling back to this theme of, of freedom and, and chasing my, and you can call it dreams or ambitions or love for example I, I followed my my heart to find love but I find that I'm, I always circle back to this feeling of does it give me a sense of freedom do I feel like I have control over my next step and so that's a big one for me and then another one is thank you another one is um expression and this is why I think it's so funny because we all know the universe likes to be funny is that <laughs> for me an expression and you know I've been in this line of work where I've helped brands and businesses and people express themselves but when it came to me I often shied away from from expressing how I truly felt and it wasn't because I didn't believe that I had a voice to share it was more that I mean I was raised yeah I think it, it circles back to I grew up in Australia as a mixed race girl where I didn't have a lot of people that looked like me and connect. I found storytelling was able to help me connect to people. So if I was able to express similar to them, we could, we could form connections. But in saying that I, I hid a lot of mm. pieces of me away, like the hidden mystic pieces and the parts of, of, of what I really felt and, and believed in the moment, I didn't necessarily say. And then into my 20s, that led, I had um, a not so great experience with a partner, a, a romantic relationship. And there was definitely um, some abuse in that relationship. Wow. And yeah, I think for me, the, there was the freedom, but then the expression piece keeps looping back. And it is still something that I'm 
really learning and, and channeling. And I think this line of work that I'm in and then combining it with this, this new aspect of the work that I'm, I'm exploring has been really key for continuing my growth because I think, I think we all grow until we die, right? <laughs> yeah. On. Yeah. Mm. So expressing an expression you mean as in, um, as in getting it out or as in the way you express it or both or is it just like as long as, as, long as you're not keeping it in, as long as it's out? Yeah, I think, Tracy, keeping it, getting it out, not keeping it in. Yes. Um, and in the past, when I did keep it in, my my body would react. So I dealt with, I've had shingles like five times in my life. And I'm wow. in my 30s. Yeah, which is not, I know every time I tell someone in the medical field, they're like, that you should get checked. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not normal. Um, but now what I've come to understand is that because I, I kept things in, and didn't express or I didn't reach out and tell people, you know, what was happening to me or, or how I was feeling in any given moment or expressed my truth in a moment because I was trying to fit in, that my, bo- my body reacted to it. So, yeah, not great. It's definitely something that I feel like my work that I'm leaning into is really helping me and a lot of other people with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not an uncommon um symptom or manifestation for want of a better word when people especially more spiritual people are stuck or not honoring their truth or not expressing it isn't it Tracy I remember you um, mentioning lots of um, autoimmunity sort of interactions when things are just being held yeah it's kind of the density of it so the frequency of certain energies and emotions you know if it's kind of not dense enough to turn into an anger representation which is like cancer but it's dense enough to need to come to the surface um combined with I might add combined with the readiness that the human that that, that the spirit knows and the universe knows energetically that the human is ready if they actually do want to let go of this or release it we're going to bring it to the surface to show it to them and to say hey here's an opportunity you can let it go if you want to or you could also ignore it and not see what it actually is and live with the suffering mm-hmm. so um, when things come to the surface like shingles and all kinds of rashes dermatitis psoriasis all kinds of different eczema all kinds of different things a lot of the time like especially if you've had it so young so many times it's usually ancestral and so in this human experience, in this human experience, your soul has kind of been diluted with whatever this trauma is that it's now, and I know shingles is not a nice thing. My mum lives mm-hmm. with it and even Matt gets it. Yeah. Um, I know it's not a nice thing and it can be extremely painful, um, but it is, it's not cancer yeah. and um, it's not, um, it, it's something that is a, dil- a diluted uh, dis-ease within the energetic system, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that you touched on ancestors because that I feel is another key concept within the link of those important stories in my life, Tracy. Like when I said the freedom piece and then also the expression, as I learn about my ancestry, and it is difficult, like my, so my father is African-American and Native American, and mm. my mother is Irish-Australian. And so finding information about 
those cultures can sometimes be difficult, right? There's not a whole lot there. But and then also trying to pull stories from my parents is like trying to pull teeth. <laughs> and so as I'm actively interested in learning um, about it, I'm finding that I think a little bit of me coming out and living in a free, expressive life is releasing pieces from past trauma, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, by living the way you are. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes people will spend a very big chunk of time in their life trying to figure out what's wrong with them. And it's like, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Nothing's wrong with you. This is just coming here for you to witness and to release. It's got really nothing to do with what you've done or or telling you what you what you haven't done it's really just come to the surface simply so that you can be the person who releases it in this time and space Mm. and people will go on a healing route or an inner healing route or an external healing route to try and understand it and sometimes it's just not where it's at like I've been meeting so many people probably in the last two years mostly where it's just been hey stop let's actually just go straight to the releasing of this because that's where you're actually at. And, and it, and I'm, I have, it's not, I'm never wrong, but spirit is never wrong in their guidance with each one of them because it's not the first thing that humans go to. They don't just go, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. This is, this is a problem that I perceive right now, but it's only a problem. It's just like a hot potato. It's been handed to me to be able to pass on or do something with or offload or let go of. It's not actually been given to me to sort out or work out. Um, and there's a lot of people on the planet right now who are here to release, not to do the work. The releasing is part of the work. It's the biggest part of the work. So many ancestral generations will hold on to things purely because they're not taught how to release. Interesting, yeah. And so yeah. expression is huge for the release because, you know, when we speak our truth or when we dance out through our expression or when we create art or anything, write a book, whatever we do to get it out, um, that was the entire reason why I wrote Who the Fuck Am I? Yeah. Because yeah. it needed to get out. It needed to be released. It needed to be let go and 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 just off you go. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay. And it's not that you kind of like then wipe your hands of it, but it, it's allowed to evolve then and it cannot evolve while it stays in your hands or inside. You're doing your part. Yeah. And it's intentional. <laughs> yeah. And also when you were just talking then, Tracy, I felt as though in the past when I have just released it because I've either spoken it or into existence for the first time ever and actually acknowledged it or I've given it away through a creative format, the the feeling that I've gotten wash over me is just the sense of, of relief and and next steps, you know, like it's just it makes room for the mm. next pieces to come through and I'm finding that in this work that I'm doing assisting people with just for the first time ever voicing it and, and doing the same it. thing yeah, yeah yeah you're healing yeah you're yeah. giving them a, a a channel to heal through mm. yeah and the space to do it mm. Mm. and that's exactly what it does energetically when you release it does create more energy you know like you just you get you get pockets of energy back that aren't kept weighed down by whatever it is that you're holding on to. Even like love, you know, um, when we, you know, I meet so many people who say, I have so much love to give. I just need someone to give it to. 
or I, I want to have kids because I have so much love to give that I want to have a hundred kids and a hundred rescue pets. And, you know, they just, they just want to keep offloading this love because when they give it, they get it. And when they give it, they get it. And when they give it, they get it. And so whenever we release something, we get back something better all the time. It's just not always equal. Like the love that we give as a parent to a child is not the same love that we get back from the child to the parent. Yeah. but it's love it's a form of love and so it's always a form of energy that we get back but it's always something better if we truly release it for good like if it's a proper release of frequency you'll always get something back that feels better and and what well, feels better sounds better looks better the whole lot yeah mm. well since tracy you brought up what book you've written who the fuck am I and that's clearly our favorite Jenica isn't it yeah. I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> the world of books and wellness and spiritual and self-help variety do you have favorites that have found you at the right time or any that you find yourself going back to time and again and also is there a favorite one that you like to gift others yeah so I have well the first one that came into my mind I don't think it's I mean I know it's it's actually just like a fiction book or maybe it's based on a true story anyway it's the alchemist and yeah. yeah that one I know that's a popular answer but it found <laughs> me it oh, found yeah. me and I I was in my early 20s and it was when I was making the decision to move and I read that book and highlighted it I loved it I loved the concept of like following your heart and following your dreams and if it's meant for you it will be for you Mm. And um, I highlighted it and gave it to my husband while he was in hospital and he loved it. And then his dad, who was visiting to come and collect him, read it as well when he was asleep. So like our whole family oh, wow. kind of read it. Yeah. And then my mother-in-law read it. And I felt so embarrassed because I'd highlighted this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. But I think, you know, it made it made us all grow very close very quick. Yeah. I, I like such an idiot. But um, so yeah, that one definitely is still, and I've I've got that same highlighted version. My mum in law gave it back to me and it's in my little box to give my kids. So oh. hopefully they like it too and make fun of more mum's highlighting and, and crossed out words. <laughs> um, and then another one that I really love that I've just found recently was uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's that meditation neuroscientist guru, and mm. I loved his book Becoming Supernatural. And yeah. I did his, like, little it's a textbook. Guy. <laughs> it is a textbook, yeah. yeah. And I just, I just really loved his energy and, like, how he describes the mix between science, neuroscience and meditation. And mm. yeah, I, I love how he relates to the heart opening with what your brain's doing as well. So it's great it's really, language. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really resonated with his thought patterns in terms of like what your past is doing is creating your future if you don't live in the present. So yeah, that's always stuck with me. Mm. It's big, it's big concepts, big concepts. Yeah, and he, I, like the ability for him to get into a room and teach so many people those huge concepts is pretty remarkable because I know when I was watching his workshops, I was engaged and felt like I was understanding it. And I'm sure he's just an incredible speaker and has those like speaking tactics where, you know, he'll always say right at the end of his sentence so that it makes you go, yeah, you are right. Like, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. Totally it's well put together. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all NLP'd to the max. 
Totally. Um, but also, um, have you done his meditations? Have you done his heart, his heart opening meditation? I I did do a, a couple of them, a different <laughs> couple of forms, and then I also have tried the kaleidoscope meditation that he does. Yeah. How 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 did you go listening to his voice the first time on a meditation? I was pretty like. I looked around and there was no one there. It was just me. I was like, is anyone else hearing this? What's going on? I couldn't stop giggling. Yeah, the giggles. And then once I I got over it, I was like, okay, it's just me in this room. I'm going to just try and do it. But it it came out of nowhere. He was just like in the zone. Yeah, and it's the heart. Yeah. And then in the heart of the heart. The heart. And in the heart. In the heart's heart's heart. Wow. And in the heart. No idea what you're talking about. I'm really curious. You'll get a giggle. You'll get a good giggle. It's so good, but so bad, but so distracting. (laughs) And you really it's it's just one of those experiences that you have to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it it did put me into a trance though. Before I knew it, I was like, oh, of course it works. It did. Yeah. It did. Wow. Oh, this sounds interesting. Um, when you mentioned that the alchemist found you, I think, what do you mean by that? Did I it- just I just mean like so there's that beautiful bookstore in Bondi on Fall Street, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, and I'd go in there and pick books. But that book just, I mean, I was like 23 years old. I have no idea why I was picking up the alchemist. It didn't really look that interesting. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just, I just, I just felt, I felt it. Uh, intuition based I guess yeah yeah it was it yeah yeah that was going to be a special book yeah and I tried to read his other books I didn't love them as much the messaging Mm. in that book was really prominent for me at that time so one of my uh one of my dearest friends gifted me that book and she gives that book regularly and it's I do I love it yeah I had I don't even know how young I was I was a teenager I was still in high school and I was in a bookshop while my parents were doing groceries and I used to love that spirituality aisle that's where I lived it was either that or babysitters club (laughs) (laughs) I don't but I picked um the Celestine prophecy it well it picked me or I picked it and I have no idea how many times I've read that and I was young when I first started reading it but yeah time and And was the last time you read it a while ago now yeah yeah probably I, I actually took it overseas when we lived overseas and I've read it a couple of times in our old house but not since I've been here but I love I love that it's it's definitely a self-help spirituality book but it's um meshed with a story <laughs> yeah it kind so of tri- cool. it reels you in it tricks you and then yeah. you're like oh wow yeah. I need to get a highlighter out <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I always had like a little journal. I'd jot little sort of quotes down in and whatnot. Such a nerd. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Nerd together. It's good fun. Yeah. Oh, I won't confess to my nerdery. Um, <laughs> okay. So on your Instagram account, you copied us and on Sunday no. it's tarot day. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I on totally Sunday did. you do a tarot <laughs> card draw. Um, yes. do you, did, when did you learn tarot? When, when was that something that you picked up? Yeah. So yeah, what I realized is that when I was in my teenage years, I bought those, I bought Oracle decks and I wow. had no idea why I was buying them. I, I actually do remember trying to do like reading the manual book and trying to do it from a boyfriend's mom at the time. Maybe she was like wow. the only one that would be open to it, but, um, had no interest, didn't know what I was doing, put them away in storage. And then um, 
about three years ago, I bought another deck and I have no idea again why I bought it. I was just drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the Denise Lynn uh, Sacred Landscape Oracle deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved it and loved the messaging and just felt a calling to them and then tried to pick up Tara as well and started going into that, but then didn't really connect as much as I did with the Oracle cards. Um, and then it wasn't until COVID when, you know, people were doing baking and things like that. that I was like, <laughs> oh, look at these decks I've got sitting in the cupboard. And I got them out again and was reading the books and then reached out to um, a friend of mine who's a psychic medium and she does like workshops and things like that. And so did one of her workshops and just <laughs> sort of connected. But it was like... <sighs> It was after the birth of my daughter. Perhaps I was pregnant with my son by him by this point, but I um, it just clicked for me all of a sudden. I was like, oh, when I'm picking the cards, my left hand gets this particular feeling. Um, wow. And so I explored that. And then I was like, oh, when I get to the right card, this side of my brain tickles or this, this wow. I get goosebumps on this side. I was getting all these weird tips throughout my body and then just kept researching it and doing more workshops and learning how to use them and I go back and forth between tarot and oracle but I definitely gravitate more towards the oracle cards I I much prefer them Mm. I don't don't know if that's because I'm just I don't know if it's I like the artwork and the the (laughs) many different I don't know what that is what that difference is because you'd think you know being a bit of a history buff like I'd like that tarot has this long line of heritage and I don't know though I really connect with oracle cards Mm. There's a lot of life left. We haven't connected with everything yet. Yes, that's true. There's time. I noticed just this week, I think, you used, was it three or two different Oracle decks? Sarah, Sarah's Dragonfly. Yes, Sarah's Dragonfly, heavy for me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. But that was like a last thing you did at the last minute as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the three decks there and I used Sarah Wilder's deck at the very end and picked a dragonfly and yeah it was really really beautiful I love that deck I love the colors and that and I usually use it um I have it sitting sitting out so a lot of people when they come and visit they're like oh look look at this one and it's one that I'll share but then I don't know if you ladies relate there's a couple of decks where I'm like don't touch can't touch no it. one touches my decks <laughs> any of them yeah do not touch so that's one that I I do like to share because the kids like it and yes and they're so beautiful yeah. people yeah. are drawn to them and it's so many too it's, it's a yeah. huge deck <laughs> yeah totally yeah Sarah's a friend of both podcasts and mm. is it she she's in sync as well or did she do yeah. a guest speaker yeah she did a live yep. guest VIP interview mm. yeah fun. Yeah, we're all done her human design magic on a whole heap of us now. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have to get her to do the proper one on one human design chat with me because I'm just fascinated by by it all. It's It's cool. It's a whole world. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. You won't be sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sarah, I'll pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best. Um, So I remember the first time you got in touch by emailing us, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, and I was just wondering if you had any other experiences or stories to share in case Tracy felt like (laughs) coming online. Yeah, well, so that was definitely like the big, that's the big whammy, that one, when I 
like the short of it for everyone listening at home, I lived in a house um, when I was about nine years old and would experience apparitions forming in the hallway. And I was the only one that could see him. Um, and it was male energy. Uh, and it was almost like the, the mist that people describe where they kind of see the outline of the head and shoulders and it drops to nothing. But he would form in the hallway and then walk towards me and I would freak out. And I could see him, but I was young and I, I, I was trying to make sense of it in my brain. So I would think that it was like, you know, when you stare at the sun or you're on a swing and you're looking in a bright light and you shut your eyes and then you see flashes of purple and oranges because you've yeah. been looking at the sun on the swing. <laughs> I was young, as you can see. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's how you made sense That's of it. how I made sense <laughs> yeah. of it. So I was like, maybe sure. I've looked at a white light in the kitchen and then I've looked down a dark hallway and I'm seeing flashes. Like a man that, walking a man. towards you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's possible. <laughs> I was totally scared of him though and I would run but oh, he no. was harmless and my, we bought a dog and she would see him and bark and my mum and dad hadn't experienced it yet. And then we started getting, like we lived in an old Queenslander, so we started getting maggots coming through the floorboards oh, in the hallway and we'd get it sprayed, get it cleaned. We, we were like maybe we're dropping food Um in the wooden floors, like in the cracks. And then because it's an old house, mm. flies lay eggs there. I don't know. We were trying to make sense of it. Um, but then we'd get sprayed and it would reappear. And then the last straw was my mum actually saw him um, while she oh. was on the toilet one night. Um, and I was having the worst night terrors in that house and sleepwalking and talking about the man. And then mum saw him and we moved out like the week after she was out of there. <laughs> it's a shame that she didn't see him sooner. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, mommy, there's a man in the hallway and she'd look and there'd be nothing. So yeah, that was really strange. But um, other than that, like that was probably the only time where I've definitely seen something and gone, oh, wow, like that was a ghost. And as I grew older, and then since then I've just felt things, but no no apparitions. That was definitely the the wildest. Yeah. Mm, It's Mm. weird. Do your kids have anything happen? Um, my daughter, I feel, well, actually they both kind of do strange things. So my daughter's just turned three, so she's getting better with her language. So she'll sometimes have really bad night terrors. Um, although I do, after listening to this podcast, um, put the black tolomarine on my windowsills and on my, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not as bad as, as it was, but my daughter will have really terrible nightmares and wake up, wake up in a sweat and be talking about things that were like, oh, who was that? Um, and then she's also seen spirits of, you know, children around me and she'll talk about certain names and things that I'm like, oh, that's what I would have called our other child if we had another child. So, wow. yeah, yeah, she's, she's actually said the name of that, of that child's name. So it's like, Gosh. oh, wow, yeah. And then um, and my she's son, three. she's three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then my son as well, some some strange things that, that come through for him too, but, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, Laura's got a question here that she wants me to ask you, um, but I want to ask you another question as well, and I know we're, I'm, we're time conscious, so I'm going to put yeah. my question and her question together. The first Ooh, one, nice. first part is Laura's, and it's um, really kind of around what is your why um, and what keeps you moving forward and keeps you on track? And um, how does how does being practical in your life and thinking about living life in a certain sense of strategy and having an idea of how to form your life practical sense, but applying the spirituality and 
having those two aspects of of one person in in life is what's required. You know, it's the science, the spirituality. But what is your why to stay on track with that and stay on track with pursuing? And then how has turns out she's psychic? Um, how has it changed or affected your life um, in your in your why in your strategy in your spirituality? Oh, I love these questions. Mm. Okay. Okay. So to answer the first question regarding my why and what I kind of come back to every day, because I think especially with storytelling, it's really important to have at the base of your core messaging, you want to have an intention. So for me, when I think about my intention being my why, it always comes back to pursuing my dream and pursuing the ability to help others do the same and so perhaps it's linking up with what I'm talking about earlier with the expression and the freedom but the why is definitely around making sure that everybody knows that they have a story and power within their own stories including myself when I'm talking about everybody I'm I'm including myself in this and just sharing that message so I'm really driven by the sense that I want to help people understand that they have stories to share and that sharing is important as it has been for me. So that's where I come back to with my why. And what was the second part of the question again? How it turns out she's psychic, um, the podcast and and everything else that comes with it, um, helped you with your why or changed even how you live your why? Well, I've learned so much from you ladies. I've really enjoyed listening to you and and tuning in and, and learning as well because I think like like the alchemists, you guys came into my life at a really pivotal point as well where I was seeking answers and I was seeking clarification on things that I was experiencing. And what I think is really unique about you both is just your openness. I was so shocked to like come across a podcast with someone like you, Tracy, where you were just so open and sharing your experience and sharing your knowledge and sharing what you were receiving. And so that gave me the confidence to look within and and feel like the things that I was experiencing held weight as well and that I wasn't crazy <laughs> and that this feeling that I had inside to assist with my why of helping others share and come into their storytelling power, it, it helped me fuse both my practical side of marketing and PR as a background and then my spirituality side that I felt was always there but was suppressed and that was the part of the expression that was missing. And so mm. that was definitely a huge piece listening to you both every week and, and seeing that there was people just like me out there that also experienced things on their own terms and had their own visions. Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah, love thank that. you. <laughs> I've loved this podcast. This is an honour to be a guest on here. Aww so good getting to speak to you and other listeners on you know doing things with it and you know it matters it all matters and it's it's why we're all here yeah finding one another finding your people that get you yeah and finding ourselves yeah finding ourselves within our people too yeah so Mm. true Oh, that's nice. Um, so I'd love for you to share, um, just to wrap this up in a nice, neat bow, um, 
just share again uh, the full name of your podcast and the best places where people can find you at, please. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in hearing about storytelling and storytelling power and finding your voice and expression, um, I do a podcast every week called the Just You Podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple. And basically it's um, just a weekly get together with, I have different guests of all different storytelling methods. So authors of books and content creators and yeah, podcast owners and artists and all mm. different, all, lots of different storytellers where we just chat about storytelling and each episode is tailored to a concept. And um, I also create content on my Instagram page and that is at Just With Janika. And that's where I'm at at the moment and I'm I'm taking the rest of the year to reflect on where I want to go next with it. And uh, I think a lot of people are doing that at the moment because astrology <laughs> is something that I'm learning about, but I've heard nice. that Mars is in retrograde. So we're all reflecting and resting and figuring out what we're doing next. So that's what I'll be doing as well. Beautiful. Cool. Makes sense. Hopefully, you know, more of our Tospies can connect and you're all doing such amazing magic as well. So I'm sure there'll be like, like a little network of people who make magic. Yeah, definitely. If you've got a story to share and you want to share it with me, get in touch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been brilliant having you on. I look forward to further communications and friendships and follows and all of those good things. Yeah, ditto. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It was awesome. Pleasure. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com we welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or tracy and we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on insta at turns out underscore she's psychic Bye-bye. bye bye